What the fuck is up, everybody? How you doing? It's your host, Greg, and uh, this is episode 85 of The Gregular Show. Uh, it's been six weeks since he's been on, so we had to have him on again. It is Brendan. Welcome back, Brendan. How you doing? Hey, guys. It's your friend, household name, Brandon Boyer. All right. Um, that's not his name for legal reasons. We, uh, we have to say that. Um, this is episode 85, so we thought it would be appropriate to do the songs of 1983. Ah, top 10. Favorite song. Yeah, that's right. This is the last 80s that there is, right? That's right. The last one ever. We did the list. We did all 10 years. And uh, if you want to hear what our entire thoughts are on uh, the, our favorite music of the 80s, you can go back uh, <laughs> and find all 10 episodes scattered throughout the 80 other 84 episodes. So, uh, this is a big one, yeah. I was like, hey, Brendan, what do you want to do this time? He's like, hey, you want to do 1983? I'm like, yeah, I already thought we did that one. He's like, no, we haven't done that one yet. And so, here we are. Special uh, 84th episode about 83. 85th. This is the 85th episode. Uh, Yeah, might be. But uh, for everybody just tuning in, I'm kidding. Everybody starts (laughs) at the beginning. (laughs) Everyone who's turning the TV channels on to the regular show podcast. Oh, man. I just, I like to do that. I feel like people are like, what? (laughs) But anyways. Um, yeah, you know, 1983, uh, John Mayer wrote a song about 1983. I uh, remember that? No. Oh, yeah. It was off of, uh, Room for Squares, which is an album I would love to rank, uh, eventually. <laughs> More like Room for Bongos, because that song is featuring a little bit of bongo. There is a little bit of bongo so, action on that song. Can't, can't go wrong. I don't see nothing wrong with a little bit of bongo. I think it mixes pretty well with, uh, Smooth Operator by... Uh, Sade? Sade, yes, yes, Sade. And, uh, I don't know. If you guys listen to both at the same time, let me know what you think. Maybe it's just a bunch of noise. Maybe it's Maybelline. That's right. Um, But anyways, speaking of John Mayer, uh, Google John Mayer holding a slug, you will not be disappointed. Right, Brendan? The the whole comp. The whole comp is is a gem. Yeah, it's a fantastic set of photographs. Uh, speaking of photographs, look at this photograph. Nickelback. That's, that's right. Yo, They're back. Yo, a song called Photograph came out in 1983. Are we going to hear anything about that? Probably not. Uh, not from me or not. But, uh, but, yeah, but shout out to Def Leppard. So we're hearing about Photograph. Uh, yeah, good, good good, on you, Def Leppard. Top top two, top, top three here, top, man. Top three uh, songs by Def Leppard, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, oh man, is that... Saying hair metal bands, I mean, because oh. I mean, like, like what you know, freaking got got Molly Crew and Def Leppard there, and it Guns is. and Roses and Poison. Uh, you know, I, I almost don't even think of Guns and Roses as hair metal, but you know, but they kind of are. Absolutely, uh, they had hair. That's right. You know, it's Slash had a gray head of hair. Oh yeah, uh, definitely the same, same, same sentiments, same audience. You know, same, same old time. That's right. Poison. Poison. Uh, like Alice Cooper. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey. Poison. Yeah, all right. All right. Well, what are we talking about? <laughs> Anyways, 
1983, I remember it like it was yesterday, despite the fact that it was 10 years before I was born. Uh, one of the best years for music in the 80s, I'd say. Top top three. Top oh. three years in music for the 80s. Uh, no argument there. See, see, 1982. Now, now that was a big, shit huge, year. humongous amount of hits that you would hear on the radio that, that uh, we've all grown oh, that was great and different to. But uh, 83... Uh, I find has about the same amount of radio stuff, and I care about almost all of it a tiny bit more. So it's it's a nice nice year to bite, take a bite out of. You ever go through your old notes on your phone, and you're just like, "What the fuck was Tuesday the 18th at two? Tuesday the 18th at two. <laughs> and I remember writing that down, and I don't remember why. Huh. Anyways, you know, written down plenty of notes you know like like dreams i've had and then but then i then i don't get the uh explanation of the dreams you know it's it's like fucking uh, all, stuff's always on fire i don't have the best dreams anyway dreams yeah my it's, dreams are a lot of me with somebody and then i wake up alone and it's great good fun anyways uh, uh I, almost know. as bad as the ones where i'm watching people on fire and stuff yeah, <laughs> yeah right. 19 1983, uh, mom and dad just graduated, and uh, they they still didn't know. They still didn't know. They didn't know. They didn't know. Anyways, uh, movies. You know, some movies came out. Uh, two bad James Bond movies came out: Octopussy and Never Say Never Again. Both horrible, boring films, as far as I'm concerned. Wow. But even, uh, even the bussy. Yeah, Octopussy. I you know there are funny moments in it. But at that point, it's I. If I want to watch old Roger Moore fucked young women, I can watch A View to a Kill, and you I can think watch every other. <laughs> well, he wasn't great. that old in uh, Live and Let Die. I mean, yeah, he was about twice Jane Seymour's age at the point, but you know. I mean, by a stretch, he was old enough to be a grandpa anyway. You know. <laughs> yeah, today, you know, back in those olden times. Back in the olden times, grandparents were like grandpa eighty, about thirty-five. Uh-huh. Because the life expectancy, you know, back in the uh, 80s there was like uh, 40. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was considered ancient. So you can imagine the comedy when uh, Roger Moore was like 60 and, uh, when he made a view to a kill. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and he yeah. had to stunt man for walking. <laughs> uh, anyways, we're not, was, we're not here to talk about those movies. What, what, I was going to say, what was the theme for Octopussy? What, what was... What was that one? All Time High, the worst song of all time. Ah, my number one for the year. Oh, yeah, that's, that would make my dishonorable mentions uh, if I didn't already shit on it in the James Bond episode. But, uh, yeah. Um, risky Business. Uh, probably top five of my all-time favorite Tom Cruise movies. Uh, great soundtrack. If uh, you remember what the film opens with, it's him having a dream about finding a woman in the shower. And then uh, he wakes up, and uh, Booger from The Nerds and uh, Bronson Pinchot are there, and uh, they play, like, poker and shit. And then he gets a call girl, uh, played by the great Rebecca De Mornay from uh, that Sarah music video from Starship. You remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Great song. Uh, and then they bang, and that's pretty much the rest of the movie. Uh, great movie, though. Fantastic movie. Go watch it. If you haven't seen Risky Business, I highly recommend. Um, and then, Brennan, what, uh, what, what, are you? what, what do you have to say about movies from 1983? You know what else came out in 1983 that I've watched one other movie, and that is The Christmas Story. And you know, I would rightly say it's a movie I enjoy. 
you know, there's a reason that everybody tolerates watching it at least three times every year on Christmas. That's right. Like somehow, you know, like like it's not that it does or doesn't get old, but it, it's just that nice injection of Christmas juice that you need every year to really get in that exact nostalgic mindset. Because you know what was always there from the beginning? The Christmas story. Yeah, 1983, 38 years ago. It's always been there. It's always been there since the dawn of time. From the director of Porky's, a uh, movie that did not age at all. Uh, well, yeah. like yeah, like I I tried to pay attention to Porky's. It it really just there. It was just stuff happening. I mean, it was funny. One character had a big dick, and then a character had a small dick, and that was comedy back in forty years ago. Hey, you know we we all love a good Zeke geist. Uh, and you know, people are, have talked about their dick throughout the ages. I mean, it would only be fitting that something was mentioned in a period piece. Speaking of uh, period pieces, A Christmas Story, that was my number one top Christmas film of all time. Uh, if anybody wants to hear what the other uh, 14 were, you can go check out that episode. Uh, it's in the backlog. But, uh, mm. Log. Yeah, not you know the log. That's right, poop. You refer to log poop as logs. You ever hear about that? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I tell everybody, you know, hey, I just logged in the bathroom. That's it's, right. It's, uh, I logged Kept in. Kept his log. <laughs> Whenever he would say that, whenever William Shatner would say that, I mean, hell, he has the name Shat. Uh, I was like, oh, he's just taking a shit in the captain's seat. <laughs> there's a gremlin on the side of the plane. Yeah, there, there's a bump on the poop in the hole in the bottom of the sea, you know. Speaking of people that talk weird, you know what else came out in 1983? The Dead Zone. Oh. Christopher Walken. Wow. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'd shake somebody's hand and he'd be like, ladies and gentlemen... <laughs> The Foo Fighters. You're, you're going to die. <laughs> Hello. Right now. Y'all are going to die. And that's the movie, you know. He he sees dead people. but uh, Before least, they die. At least from a distance, you know, like uh, t the time, you know. Right. Yeah, and then he just, like, goes and, like, fucking stays still. And they're like, what's going on? What are you doing? As he's watching them die. And yeah. he's like, oh, nothing. Yeah. I... Uh, Get on that plane. <laughs> right. Now, now I forget, does he actually get in any real danger in the movie? Yeah. Yeah, because he's like a cop or something. Ah. Or a detective. Right. Ah. Anyways. Uh, um, he's, he's a fortune teller by some stretch. <laughs> yeah, he's like a, he's like a carnival guy. Anyways. Um, step right up and find out how you're going to die. I, I don't have a crystal ball... Give me a hand. <laughs> yeah. High five. I'll give you good news. It's never good news. It's never good news. Yeah, no, the people in that movie tend to die, like, very shortly after he engages with them, which is very strange. Anyways. That's uh, almost like the premise of Good Luck Chuck. Yeah. But not quite. More like Good Luck Fuck, am I right? Yeah. Kind of. Uh, kind of. You know, for every great, amazing song that will live in the hearts of all, for all time, uh, there are some bad songs that uh, suck. Right. So, Brendan, uh, lay it on us. What is a dishonorable mention from 1983? I got a few of them. And these are all, you know, these are all, I don't feel too passionate about not liking these, but I liked them little enough to mention them. Uh, bang Your Head. Metal Health by Quiet Riot. Really? 
He's an axe grinder, pile driver. Mama says that I never mind her. Now, now this is the wrestling song. I mean, they say yeah, pile yeah. driver in it, and you know, and who's not gonna seem cool coming after? You know, I mean, I could have <laughs> just as well put "Come on, feel the noise," but like, it's a better song. But like, yeah, the bang your head. I've just I've heard it about as much at this point. Like there is, like I knew. Come on, feel the noise. Years before I knew this, but at this point, I feel like I've heard them the same amount. It played catch up real quick. You, you know what the best the part of uh, rang your head is? Oh, was it? Ha 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 ha! Ah, shit! If I had a nickel for every song I heard that had a little bit of the ha 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 ha. Yeah, have you ever watched the movie The Wrestler? Um, with old, old man Mickey Rourke. <laughs> the Michael Myers movie, Michael. <laughs> Uh, that song plays at least five times in the movie. It's it's almost funny by the by the fifth time it hits. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, enough uh, sitting on that one. My next one, uh, "Girls Just Want to Have Fun" by Cyndi Lauper. Now she's got a handful of great songs, but every one of those songs, I hear her voice and I'm just like, can't do it. What did can't you refer to Cyndi Lauper as that hey, one time? With, with all due respect, an old woman, baby. You know. That's and, right. And that's you know I again. Fine songs, fine artist. I just can't do with the voice. Um, and you know, and I don't know the song just hits you immediately, and I like that about a lot of songs. But it also just yeah, that song does come out of nowhere. It's, it's a very novelty song, and again, I like a lot of novelties. But it's, it's just it just just hits you in a, in a way that I've I've had enough. Well, you know what's a great song is "Girls Just Want to Have Lunch." Oh yeah, you hear that first. Weird Al, uh, Weird Album. That, that's I, I hope he calls him the, those that uh, personally. Yeah, um, he calls those that. <laughs> I ate those food. Uh, my next one, controversial, hot take, Karma Chameleon. Uh, it's just too soft. It's a little too soft for me, and I'll you know, I don't know. It's just never done for anything for me my entire life. I mean, yeah, who, who doesn't love the catchiness of Kama, 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 Kama? You know, that's fun. That's Kama, Kama, Kama's fun. But uh, Remember uh, when Sheen sang it in Jimmy Neutron? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then there was a freaking bender in Futurama for two seconds to said the phrase. And then it was, I'm sure it was in a whole bunch of other stuff. But you come and like, go. Sounds like every one-night stand-up, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but fucking ah, what was I? What was I gonna Anyway, I don't know. It's alright. It's an alright song. Uh, my last one, last one. Uh, Michael Sembello Maniac. Maniac. Also Flash featured Dance. in uh, Jimmy Neutron. Yeah, yeah. The when if you, if y'all watch that uh that icy that ice episode there or whatever when he when he puts the SPF uh, whatever into the sky and then it snows and then Carl has to do the running in place to sweat to make the to save the day because uh, you know sweating I don't know uh ex- like maniac plays when he's running there for five seconds it is a hundred percent exactly maniac verbatim. And I believe that episode's also paired with that uh, Battle of the Bands one or whatever the, the name of the episode mm-hmm. is, when they get the magical instruments that play music for them. And that's Warning. That's uh, Green Day's Warning sped up 100%. Uh, so pl- plagiarism twice, and uh, Jimmy Neutron got a hand it to him for getting away with it twice. Yeah, um, good for them. Uh, 
but uh, but that's yeah, maniac, maniac. I don't know. It's it it exists in its own uh, you know world of of sound. There just just being kind of quiet but fast at the same time. I just I don't know. Again, it does it's nothing. Just for the me. Steel Town Girl on a Saturday night, man. It's like you know, uh, freaking what, what a feeling. Uh, that's a finer flash dance. Oh, what a feeling, dancing on the ceiling. And and even that one's also kind of soft. But uh, yeah, soft. Yeah, S A W F T. What what say you? What do you not like? Uh, I only have one. Although there are a couple other songs that I just didn't care for, but it's like I, I don't have enough energy to really talk about too many songs. Uh, but one in particular really rubs me the wrong way. Um, and I'm not just talking about uh, somebody like with Freddy Krueger gloves at a massage clinic. Anyways, um, you know, I love Weird Al. We were just talking about Weird Al 10 seconds ago. And uh, he has, you know, these great songs like I Lost on Jeopardy, which uh, is one of my favorite Weird Al songs. But the song that inspired that, uh, Jeopardy, by the Greg Kinn Band. Uh, they also are known for the breakup song, you know, they don't ride them like that anymore, uh, is, is a better song than uh, Jeopardy. And Jeopardy is just, I don't know, it just feels so inconsequential. It's very, uh, you know, like you're saying, like a quiet song. Like it just, I don't know, it, it bores me. The song bores me. Well, they do that thing in the song where they say something and then they let a couple beats of rest go by and then they say, baby. With that exact uh, uh, inflection, like uh, that's just the way it is, baby. You know, you got the right stuff, baby. Like the same exact thing there, and then there's a Johnny H. Jazz song, "Don't Say It's Love," baby. Like that goes exactly the same too. And and there's at least two or three more songs that I have found and are lost to memory that do the same thing. It's a phenomenon, like the tonight at the end of songs. Well, it's like anytime I hear it come on now, I'm just upset that it's not the Weird Al version, and. Uh, you know, I don't know. I I know they're never gonna play the Weird Al version on like normal radio, but like I, I heard it on the radio in full the other way. You know, I thought it slapped a little bit, but yeah. but at the same time, like it's you know it, it's inconsequential. I I, I believe you, you said earlier. Yeah. Like I, you know, even though the you know talking about our loves in jeopardy, but uh, but hey, you know, <laughs> friggin' uh, that's what? right, Al. You lost. Well, they, they have the breakup song before that. Yeah. That now that's that seems like an interesting order of uh, of those songs to have come out in. I mean, right. I, I guess they exist within the same summer time span. You know, sure. uh, Greg Kinn was definitely only referring to one uh, moment in time, like the Whitney Houston song. Yeah. But yeah, no, I just like, I don't know. It's like this song never really spoke to me when I'd hear it, and I heard it more than enough times to be like. Yeah, I really don't need to hear it. Uh, yep. I can listen to Weird Al if I only hear the good version. For uh, for a kind of funky song, it does sound a little bit empty. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It sounds hollow. It's like the, what Beyonce would say, hollow. Yeah. yeah it was, uh, <laughs> but I don't know. I just yeah, it's. Uh, but you know, speaking of guys named Greg, I uh, just yeah, that song sucks. Yeah, uh, yeah, it didn't. Didn't do the Greg too much justice yeah. uh, by for for Greg over here. Although it inspired one of the greatest Weird Al songs, so I, I will give it that. But yeah, I'd right. much rather listen to the Weird Al version. Rice-a-roni. the San Francisco, Francisco treat, and a copy of our home game. 
Uh, good shit. People who have never heard the song are like, what the fuck is he talking about? Go listen to Weird Al. Uh, you will thank me for it. Or you'll try to hit me with a car. I don't know. So, Brennan, you know, that brings us to the uh, top 15. Uh, what are your honorable mentions for this uh, this episode? Honorable mentions. We're coming right out the gate with uh, a kind of contradictory song to the reasons why I disliked one of my dishonorables. The Reflex by Duran Duran. Yes. Now, this song opens up and hits you in, hit right in the face, you know. And, da, 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 da. and there's things about it that are... Vocally obnoxious with the why and like and the song seems like it's gonna end like twice two or three times and it just keeps going and you just don't know when it stops. Uh, but it's also with it bouncy, it's punchy, it's freaking dancey. Uh, you know, I think that that it, it it slaps pretty damn hard for the time period. Where would people uh, know this song from? You know, this song was in one of those Dance Dance Revolution games. That's right. Uh, on whatever the same one, Move Your Feet, and uh, I don't know, like two other actual songs are on. Uh, and it was also in uh, American was, Wedding. Remember when uh, when Stifler and the dad from what fucking show was that? Was that uh, the Wizards of Waverly Place? Oh, yeah. Wait, right? maybe not. Or maybe Good Luck Charlie. Right. Good Luck Charlie. Fucking, uh, now yeah, I gotta look it up. even been a dad on five different shows. I mean, and we've people. definitely talked about this before on the podcast. Uh, and I think if people listen to a different episode, they'd be like, you already tried to figure it out. If you wanted to see the... Good the, Luck Charlie, the, that's what it was. The ass of the dad from Good Luck Charlie. <laughs> yeah, you go watch American Wedding. And uh, also, a great dance scene, uh, dance off scene between him and uh, Sean Williams got. He he really he was the he was the 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 secret best part of the movie. Yeah, um, he was great. His name was Bear. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I uh, freaking anyway. I was gonna say something about uh, how girls just want to have fun. I, I put on the same wavelength uh, as the reflex. Sure, fun uh, pop. But, but I find the reflex. You know, it's a little more crisp. I, I, I think I think that there's some crisp about it that uh, just you know I feel feel more inclined to, to dance. What album was that off? Uh, I think that might have been the the only big one from that year for them, but I might be totally wrong. Seven in the right? No, moon, yeah, yeah, New Moon on Monday was on that one too. Oh, uh, uh, nice. Yeah, hey, yeah, it just barely beats that one out for me. Yeah, um, cool. But anyway, my next honorable. Separate Ways, Worlds Apart by Journey. Uh, probably my favorite Journey song. If not, maybe Stone in Love just for, like, you know, underexposure's sake. But Only Separate the Ways sounds pretty damn cool. It's like a freaking, you know, it opens up with the synth, and then it just hits you with that heavy metal guitar shit. Jets and Planes and guitar I'm, music. And I'm like, wow, you know, I, I think, like, a man who's going to sing higher than I ever could is right about to sing and and then he does you know and, and that just freaking rock and rolls it really much harder uh yeah you, you ever you ever listen to survivor that's journey to uh the center of the earth uh yeah starring um, brennan fraser who's also in mummy uh, he was in mummy but yeah no nah, this is uh best music video like like the ratio of badassery to the to the sound of the song opening up and then how the music video just keeps on going 
it's it's an amazing contrast everybody needs to see it um my next honorable always something there to remind me by naked eyes uh the the um like drum machine percussion going on in the song with that like that, that shit going on. Like, songs got those, you know, loud, booming string sounds with the, you know. Like, like this song is just freaking full. Did and you know that that's I'm not the original it. version of that song? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I didn't learn that until last year. Oh, yeah. No, and I learned it right about the same time. That's right. I remember us discussing that. And it ain't that wild. Uh, so you I think know, they, uh, Dionne Warwick uh, did in an original version. That sounds familiar. That sounds like the right artist. Because uh, I think, what's his name? Uh, Burt Bacharach wrote it. And I everything I just said might be completely uh, false. I, you know, don't don't quote me on that quote. No. I have to Google it. You know, big, big uh, time, you know, like uh, freaking, just like, where did our love go? Oh, yeah. No, I was right. See? <laughs> well, yeah. damn, he, I always know. That, that Burt Backgammon man. Yeah. He he had a hand in a lot of he's, stuff. He's an old man. He's 90, 93. There we go. Jeez. Nice. Uh, um, but good song. Everybody knows this song. Good song. Um, my next honorable, That's All by Genesis. Uh, you know, everybody knows this song as well. You know, got some nice emotional range. From the uh, from the Phil Collins, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm surprised people don't do that one for American Idol. Right, right, because he, he just full on yelling like he's pissed. Oh yeah, it's like uh, what's it's like Metallica. What's the other songs where he's pissed? Uh, Yo, know, in the air tonight, tonight, tonight. Oh yeah, oh, anything yeah. with tonight. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and you know, Groovy Mama, kind of love. Mama came out this year. Yeah, it's and great. That one also great year gets for me thinking music. of tonight, tonight, tonight. Um. But, uh, fucking good song, that's all, tight shit. Last honorable mention, uh, Burning Down the House, Talking Heads. What? Uh, uh, Tom Jones is known to do a fine cover, a fine cover of uh, Burning Down the House. But, uh, this one, you know, it just opens up. It's the opener for the, uh, album, I believe. Uh, Speaking in Tongues, fantastic album. Um, and you know, it's just got that echoey, deep sounding stuff, and then he just, just uh, hits you, you know, just like it's a it's watch a very, out, yeah. Oh man, and the, and the words, <laughs> but, but yeah, an absolute good one. Uh, everybody knows this one as well. Um, and go look up David Byrne in his big suit, you will be, uh, Pleased. Oh yeah, that that man that man puts on a show. He knows he knows what he's doing. Burning down the house. What else was uh, on that album? Uh, the uh, this must be the place naive melody thing. There, it's uh, I think this guy more listens on Spotify than that. Burning down the house. No but, way. Oh oh yeah. Pe- people like that one. It's 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 grown in popularity it's in a, the it's recent. It's an alright song, but burning down the house is burning down the it's house. Like one of them, one of them anomalous. Um, but uh, but I, and I was torn between the two, you know, because that, that one's damn fine. I, I just find you know it goes on a little teeny bit longer than it than it ought to. Yeah, I'd but, say uh, I like uh, I like um, you know the other Talking Heads on a little more. Uh, 
Huh? The other, like there's only two. Right. <laughs> yeah, but burn down the house, you know, one out just a little bit. Uh, freaking, freaking good bank, good bank. Um, but what's the you, Greg? What, what's your fave? Uh, my number fifteen, uh, one of the most recognizable guitar riffs of all time. Uh, they just had it in a commercial not too long ago. I can't remember what the fuck the commercial was for. Blister in the Sun, the Violent Femmes. Uh, you guys know this one. When I'm a walking, I strut my stuff, and I'm so strung out. I'm high as a kite, I just might stop to check you out. Let me go on, like a blister in the sun, let me go on. Uh, you know what I love about this song? Uh, they, they just sound so blasé, you know, they're like... <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's like, a very simple song, very punky, very like, bleh, you know, like they, I don't know, just they don't like care. Like there's casual stuff about it yeah. that uh, that really controls the whole mood of the thing. And that fucking guitar riff, man. That's that's all you need, man. That like they right there. That's that places it uh, uh, top fifteen then, for the year. And they got that whole whispering segment right. toward the end <laughs> oh, and, and I think that's always fun yeah uh, and also the I stain my sheets I don't even know why uh, you know what you're talking about talking about um, you know what what could stain a sheet uh, yanking you know, yanking the hot dog that's right what's a young man gonna do to his bed sheets uh, anyways mm. uh, I don't even know why uh, my girlfriend, she's at the end. She's starting to cry. Because, you know, she just cleaned the sheets. So he's standing them already. It's like, God damn it. Now i got to do laundry again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to leave a stain, you really got to be doing a number. Yeah. This uh, comes from uh, this, one, one who's met sheets before. That's yeah. right. This comes from the research Brennan has done on uh, the impact needed. All right. Yeah. <laughs> the impact, the velocity, the... the the mom, the yaw, the mass. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, good song. Good song. Yeah. Uh, my number fourteen. I guess that's why they call it the blues. Elton John. Um, I've probably talked about this three or four times now on this podcast. Between the Elton John episode, and this one. Um, yeah. That's at least four right there. I love it. It's a great song. Yeah. And I guess that's why they call it the blues. Time on my hands. Could be time spent with you. Um, as a child, I didn't really care for the song. Thought it was a boring fucking song. I was like, meh, I'm still standing is a better song. And the older I got, the that kind of reversed. And now I like, I guess that's why they call it the blues more. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, I can never not think of the episode of Family Guy where Peter has a stroke and Meg spills the water on him. <laughs> he can't hit it, and she runs up the stairs, and he starts crying <laughs> at the bottom of the stairs like an asshole. Uh, uh, that, that was a top, top moment right but, there. Yeah. So now every time I hear the fucking song, that's all I can think of is fucking Family Guy. But uh, it's a great fucking song, and... Uh, also, Brennan thinks it's minute by minute. Oh, yeah, uh, it's got that. Bam, dan, 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 like 100%. Right? Between you and me. Uh, great stuff. 
Number 13, uh, The Romantics, the good song that they did. Oh, yeah. Uh, what I like about you, I cannot stand that song. I think it's uh, overplayed, overrated. Uh, Talking in Your Sleep is a much better song, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I don't even know what the Spotify difference is. I'm sure we could look it up. But uh, you guys know this one. When you close your eyes and you go to sleep, and it's down to the sound of a heartbeat. Just. I don't know, it's just that fucking drum and, uh, you know, guitar. and uh, It's a simple song. You tell me that you want me. You tell me that you need me. You tell me that you love me. And I know that I'm right, because I hear it in the night. Uh, it's good shit. Um, in the night, in the night, you know, it's a big year for yang. Yeah, it's a big big time for night. Uh, anyways, um... We heard that at a bowling alley once. Remember that? Hmm. They they did like a remake of it. Some guy. Yeah. yeah. Fun times. Uh, my number twelve. Uh, this is my number third. My number third. My number three favorite Madonna song of all time. Uh-huh. Uh Borderline. Uh-huh. Uh, this is probably what your number one. Your favorite Madonna song. Uh, no, no, no. no. I, I almost put Holiday over it. Uh, really? No, Madonna holiday? made my li- Oh, yeah, man. We're going to ring a ring a dong for a holiday. You know, it's uh, a holiday rap. The best rap ever. Holiday By rap. By Sven and the other guys. MC Miker and DJ Sven. Uh, yeah, those yeah. are names. Uh, we uh, are going on a summer holiday. Borderline. Feels like I'm going to lose my mind. You just keep on pushing my love over the borderline. It's good shit. Uh, Madonna, you know, she she has like seven different stages of uh, her you know musical persona. Uh, but this was the fun times, you know. This is this is like her big like debut. People didn't know who Madonna was before this, uh, and then bada bing, bada boom, you know, showed up out of nowhere. And completely took over the pop world by storm. Um, great stuff. Just, yeah, great great song all, all around. Uh, my number 11, uh, I just talked about in the last episode with my man Sean. Uh, sunglasses at Night, uh, Corey Hart. You guys know this one. Uh, it sounds just like Sweet Dreams Are Made of This. Uh, that, that synth riff. Yeah. Uh, you ever think about that? I don't know if anybody's ever thought about that. But not uh, a soul in the world. You know, I wear my sunglasses at night. Also, sounds like the um, is that Demi, Demi Lovato or is that Miley Cyrus? Who does that one? What are you talking about? Uh, it's it came out like a few years ago. Ah. And the very first like line of the song, it sounds like I wear my sunglasses at night, but it's not. Shit. Yeah, man. you know what I'm talking about. Somebody will figure it out. Or if not, they'll just be like, what the fuck is he talking about? What the fuck is that guy talking Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> I don't know, this is a great song. I always thought it was cool. As a child, like, it was probably my favorite song when I was like 11, 10. Uh, it would have been number one on this list if I made this podcast 18 years ago. But alas, I'm making it today. And things change over time. Opinions, feelings, you know, stuff. Uh, and it's still a great song, but 
just couldn't break the top ten for me. Uh, so yeah, sunglasses at night. Corey Hart, cool oh, fucking song. Oh yeah, cool ass song. That's right. Uh, that gets us to the top ten, pal. Oh yeah. Uh, number ten. I saw your mommy by Suicidal Tendencies. This song, the Kissing good, Santa Claus. Oh yeah, almost as fun. Uh, this uh, the guitar riff from this song uh, is a hundred percent what was used in uh, "She Hates Me" uh, by uh, Puddle of Mud. So if you've ever heard that song, a hundred percent the exact riff uh, is is uh, "I Saw Your Mommy." That's where it came from. Um, this uh, on the uh, self-titled debut album by them, an absolute landmark in uh, I don't know sloppy punk, like like where the the main theme is just yeah delinquent stuff and and you know violence and I'm the devil and all that all that nonsense. Good, oh, yeah. you know I freaking love it because uh, you know it's it's a nice sort of novelty, um, but. This just you know some good old gruesome imagery and insinuating some some kid tried to try to get his mom dead and then the main character singing or whatever just just really is happy at the sight of someone's dead mom getting eaten by rats. It's it's fun stuff, but but it's got a range of tempos and all kinds of good fun stuff to keep the attention and. And there's a nice minute-long jam toward the end that's just the same thing repeated for like a full minute, but but it real closes out with the vibe and everything. Fantastic album. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, that was my number ten. Perfect. Uh, rats eating a lady. All right, that's what we love about the '80s. Um, oh yeah. Here comes the rain again. Again, your rhythmics, uh, sweet dreams are made of this. Did not make my list. Uh, I'm just saying it right now. Yes, it's a great song. Uh, I couldn't even tell you if it makes it my top five <laughs> rhythmic songs. As far as I'm concerned, there are better songs, and there are better uh, group. I don't even want to call them a band because it's just like Dave Stewart and Annie Lennox, and then probably whatever session musicians there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But. Uh, yeah. yeah. Also, uh, Andy Samberg and Dick in a Box kind of looks like Dave Story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everything about oh, that? No, I have not thought about that, but yeah. 100%. Yeah, That's yeah. probably what he was trying to go for. Anyways, um, here comes the rain again, falling on my head like a memory, tearing me apart like a new emotion. That fucking synth, synthesizer, man, and the strings. Dum, dum. Like, come on. Doesn't get better than that. Uh, well, nine other songs for me got better than that, but you know what I'm saying. It's good shit. Um, it's a great fucking 80s song. You've known it. If you've never heard it before, go check it out. You're missing out. Uh, the arrhythmics are just, they're so much more than here. Uh, than Sweet Dreams, uh, which also came out uh, the same year. Yeah, here comes the rain again. Fun fucking song. Fuck it. Yeah. Uh, number nine. 
Owner of a Lonely Heart by Yes. Yes. Last big Yes song. Lose uh, yourself in the music. The moment you want it. Uh, yeah, everybody knows this song as well. Was it in uh, Vice City? It, it sure Grand was. Theft Auto Vice City. It was my number uh, 12. Uh, <laughs> this song, you know, we all know what the orchestral hit sounds like. Uh, I wow. think they have every single sound possible that is as close to the orchestral hit as it gets. And, you know, maybe there even is 20,000 of them just really fast. Uh, they, you know, I think they're coming out with some innovative, uh, you know, little little fillers in, in the rhythm on this uh, little bit there. And, you know, if you... Like, like, I don't know, the, the guy from Yes, like his voice a lot of the time, you know, it's that classic prog guy uh, voice where it's just nothing to really shake a stick at, but uh, it gets the job done, and the uh, and the instrumentals, well, what to really love about it. But it's got That fucking some, riff at the beginning? Like, come on. But, but god damn it, they got layering and some some freaking atmospheric vibes on here some some prime driving music um driving at nighttime shit uh much love uh, to owner of a lonely heart big big good song oh yeah oh yeah and then there's that like the the, the toad noise and then getting higher and shit yeah. that, that's fun to play around with that's so a cool I fucking song gotta hand it to them for everything they did on that song yeah, nine-year-old me really dug that song when uh, I played GTA. Um, oh, yeah. That was number nine? Number nine. Uh, where Where is Big Country from? Are they from uh, Scotland? I think they're from Scotland. One of the two lands. Are they from Scotland? Oh, uh, yeah, the UK, you know, the, the freaking, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys know this one, uh. Come on, scream it! Yeah, they're from Scotland. Shit! They're from uh, Dunfermline, Fife, Scotland. Dun- Dunfermline, Reykjavik? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I never expected you all flowers in the desert, but I can look and breathe and see the sun in a winter time. In a big country, dreams stay with you like a lover's voice across the mountainside. That fucking uh, bagpipe uh, riff or whatever. Um, it's just, it's fun. It's a fun song. It's a cool song. It, it feels big. Not just because it's called In a Big Country by the band Big Country. Um, shout out to Life of Lucky Cucumber, Big Country. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, big Country, just, it's a great song. Uh it feels epic in that fucking drum like I just I love it um you know this is really the only the only hit they had uh outside of you know the the uh, kingdom but uh I love it man it's good fucking shit and uh it's a shame uh I don't know I, I feel like it doesn't get the love it deserves you know I feel like it's a very underrated song I don't think so, but like, you know. How many people do you know that, like, talk about this song ever outside of anything? 
Yeah, oh, I mean, it's just always on the radio and all the compilations ever, but like, uh, but you know, but, but the people behind the song, now that's the real thing that people should just know, like, like how they, how they all went, very, very tragic, tragic stuff. Oh, yeah. And yeah. So shortly after. That's why we don't, uh, why we don't go on planes. Damn right. Never once ever ever. Um but nah, good good choice. Good one. Um Oh yeah, they, they were they were not the guys who uh, got on a plane and died. But worked. the one, one guy died. Oh, just one. Well yeah. shit. I mean that I mean that's still horrible. Terrible. Yeah, he was, he was in a hotel. He he made it yeah, he made it off the plane. Oh. But anyways. Well shit. Watch out for planes. T V lied to me. But uh, still, yeah, watch out for planes. You ever see one coming at you? Uh, duck. All right. <laughs> yeah, just like uh, just like that fucking North by Northwest. Yeah, uh, something. <laughs> <laughs> number eight. Uh, number eight, Blue Monday. Not to be confused with the gloomy ones. Blue or the happy ones. Monday. Uh, <laughs> no. yeah. Blue Monday, New Order. Uh, you know, the... The, the band rising from the ashes of the uh, Joy Division there after Love. one guy. <laughs> after that guy got dead. Uh, you know, they... Yeah. They they went on to, to make some some dancey stuff. Or at yeah. least music with the with dance beats. A little bit of new wave uh, action you know, going on. Everybody knows this song is the one that's like... And... Uh, and that's it. I, I don't think anybody knows the words to this song. It's not bizarre love triangle, um, but but it's important. It's a very very influential landmark song by all means. But uh, you know, but it's number eight. You know, not not too close to number one because I mean, other other than its place in history, you know, does it does it hold up to this day? Maybe not so much. Although in the singing and everything, there's a very a very downtrodden and uh, casual at the same time kind of feel to it that I find really uh, vibes with uh, what people would like today. So it you know it, it's a little, little back and forth there, but uh, still still a biggie. Much love, uh, Blue Monday, New Order, number eight. Right. New Moon on Monday, Durandery. <laughs> uh, my number eight. Uh, probably a song that Brennan hates uh, more than most, but I had to have it. Uh, also by Journey, but not separate ways, worlds mm. apart. Uh, you got any idea, pal? Faithfully. That's right. Uh, everybody's favorite wedding song. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the piano intro. Uh, we're on into the midnight sun. The wheels go round and round. Run my mind. Fucking love it, man. You know, living on the road. Life on the road and no place to start a family. And yeah, it's just, it's that, you know. I, I don't know, something about these songs that, like, let you take a peek into the, to the behind the scenes, you know. Life on the road, it ain't easy. That kind of shit. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, Steve Perry's probably banging every chick that freaking came at him. But I, I, allegedly, I mean, we don't did know. You, did you look at his hair? 
Yeah, he had some great hair. He, but uh, he was with the times. Man, that song is just so fucking good, man. You know, you know what's a movie that song's in? Uh, Here comes the boom. Oh uh, my god! Featuring uh, Kevin James. I, Remember I that? I take movie? that back. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I tried to forget that movie, but yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, it's an okay movie. The, I like it more than Paul Blart. Yeah. Hey, you know, That's well, what I said. I said it. Hey, you know, I've I've certainly got some memories with with Paul Blart there. That uh, I laughed you know. twice <laughs> watching yeah. that movie. I counted <laughs> the amount of times I watched, and I never count the amount of times I watch a movie, and I laughed twice at that movie. A uh, film that was marketed as a comedy. Oh uh, yeah, but you know, but he falls a couple of times, and that—that's. Oh, fat guy fall, yeah, funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everybody uh, laugh at the fat guy. Yeah. Oh man, um, seven, seven. Keep feeling fascination by the Human League. A, a big time fave. This song. This song was never beaten into the ground for me. Uh, it's it's got some like uh, fucking uh, some synthy things that are just like like I'm very very coarse, very rough and loud. Is uh, this but, your but favorite feel, Human League song? It might be. It just might be. Um, definitely like it more than Don't You Want Me. Fair. Um, but human. But it's so British. It's so damn cheesy. Yeah. And the conversation turned until the sun went down. And many fantasies will land on that day. Keep feeling fascination, passion burning, love so strong. Like word, words like that, you know, it ain't even that great of like songwriting or anything. But the execution of it is so distinct. Like, like I don't know, it it, it, it sticks with you. It definitely stuck with me. And like the whole, you know, chorus style singing of the chorus with multiple people doing voiceover like i'm not usually in love with uh, when bands do that for the for it just the sounds like a commercial to me i don't know yeah i heard it in a commercial for like a few years back i was like ah, there there it is it might have been like a target or something like that. definitely a target commercial yeah. but i was like fuck i forgot that about that song or, or not really i just didn't know how to find it um, so I was happy I could find it. One of those ones that you, you hear a few times at age three, and then it goes forever. Yeah, you could have just ask me, hey, what's that song from Grand Theft Auto? <laughs> then I would have uh, said 60 different songs. Yeah. So the, the definitely, I wonder if there's one that made you laugh. Like, like as far as, uh, you know, just songs that, like, I feel like almost everyone ever would dislike it. Like, I feel like there's something special about it. That I uh, gotta gotta stand by. Keep keep feeling fascination in the human league. Absolutely. Number seven. Um, you know I I have a hunch that this one made your list, but maybe I'm uh, blowing smoke up your ass. I don't know. Right. We up shall it. see. But for me, my number seven, uh, one of the greatest prom songs ever written. Do you know what I'm talking about? Prom song. Yeah, prom songs. This whole market, it's like yeah, you know, boat music. You got boat music and you got prom songs. Oh, wow. I, uh, I mean, I don't want to spoil something that comes later on your list or something if I, uh, if I make well, the wrong total eclipse of the heart. No. Oh. No, this is uh, True by Spandau oh. Ballet. Now, that's a prom song. Weird right fucking there. name for a band, but hey, you know, it was the 80s. Cocaine was a thing, allegedly. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't there. But uh, you guys know this one. It's. Uh, that uh, set adrift on memory bliss by uh, P. 
p.m. dawn. Oh, yeah. You know, that, that's one of those songs that, uh, despite being sampled in a song that got popular, I think it's uh, stayed, stayed the test of time a little bit longer than that song. It's what, Set Adrift on Memory Book? Yeah. That's a great song, oh, too, yeah. though. That I think that's an underappreciated song in the 90s. Oh, yeah. It almost yeah, made my awesome. list for whatever year it came out. So true, funny how it seems, always in time, but never not for dreams. Head over here's a wind toe to toe. This is the sound of my soul. Oh, yeah. It's the Tears for Fears song that wasn't Tears for Fears. That's right. Uh, Tony Hadley. This is the guy from uh, Spandau Ballet. Oh, uh, is he from Hadley Luzerne? Yeah, yeah, he sure is. Um, and then you ever watch that Modern Family episode where Claire, uh, for her and Phil's anniversary, she hires uh, Edward Norton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to show up at the house, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I was in Spandau Ballet, and, and he was not. <laughs> Shit, I... Damn, that now Edward that I remember, Norton was that not was in Edward Ballet. Norton. Yeah, that, it really that was. Didn't make sense now that I. Right? Wow. <laughs> yeah. And like, like, what was the bit in the episode? Did she say that was her favorite song or favorite band? No, she thought that was Phil's favorite. Oh, okay. She's like, I, yeah, I got it for you, you know. And he's like, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And he loved something else. I can't remember what the fuck it was, but uh, and the whole time it's just Edward Norton trying to like. Anybody doesn't really know the music, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's great stuff. Um, yeah. But this song is just so fucking good. Like, yeah, it's cheesy. Yeah, it's you know you call it mom music or whatever. Like, I don't know. It's fucking great stuff. That fucking saxophone solo uh, in the middle of it, like. No. Yeah. Ah, come on. Um, great song, and then. They end it with uh, this much is true. Who this much is true. Who who for like the last two minutes, but uh, yeah, man, you know, he just he he went out he went hard on that. He didn't have to go that hard. Oh, yeah, he did that, that for us. That song is a full on masterpiece. Oh, yeah. Listening to Marvin all night long. Oh, and you and you know if you're singing the phrase all night long in a falsetto just in the middle of nowhere, you know we're like, talking about sex. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, this song goes on the love-making playlist, not the fucking playlist. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I gotta make these playlists. I I have referenced these playlists for how many episodes now? 85? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I have yet to make a, a fucking playlist or a love-making playlist. That's right. I feel like we that, that was a thing mentioned in episode one. Probably. It's been a minute. It's been a minute since episode one. Oh, yeah. Also an 80s episode. Big 80s fans here at the regular show. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's my number seven. Number seven. Number six. White Lines. Uh, occasionally in parentheses, don't do it. But uh, White Lines by Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five and Grandmaster Mel Mel. This is about cocaine, isn't it? This is about go all the way. Cocaine it is 100% what it's about. Uh, you know... Fucking uh, pure pure is the driven snow, and now I'm having fun, baby. You know, fucking uh, what's what's the good? 
the good line. They got some good perspective lines going on. A street kid gets arrested, gonna do some time. He got out three years from now just to commit more crime. A businessman is caught with 24 kilos. He's out on bail and out of jail. And that's the way it goes. Rah! Like, like there's a lot of rah, you know, and, and, and like sniff sounds and like all, all kinds of funny, funny novelty stuff when talking about the cocaine biz and, uh, you know, and don't do it. And, uh, and, it, and it gets you and, and you know like for a song that's saying how unfun cocaine is it's a pretty damn fun song uh, samples a song called Cavern by a band called Liquid Liquid from that same year uh, with the groovy ass bass line going on and I mean you know take it from me fun shit uh and, and if you haven't heard it before, definitely got to hear it. It is an essential in the rap lineage. Um, but yeah, yeah. White Lines, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five and Grandmaster Mel Mel. All what about right. you, Gray? Who do you think would win in a fight between Grandmaster Flash and Grandmaster Mel Mel? And were these guys proficient in chess? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Grand... If I knew any other grandmasters, I would. I would Grandmaster say Sexay. Ah, yeah. wrestling. Rest in peace. Ah. <laughs> Number six. Uh, people might uh, be like, "What? It's only at six? Cool. Uh, but you know, you guys know this one from Donnie Darko. But it's the good version. Yeah, yeah I yeah. said it. Yeah, I fucking oh, said yeah. it. I'm edgy. That's right. All around me are familiar faces, worn out places, worn out faces, getting ready for the daily races, going nowhere, going nowhere. Mad World, Tears for Fears. Come on. The Hurting, great album, their debut album. Uh, these guys were fucking kids. They were like 19 when this came out. Uh... Yeah, I find it yeah. kind of funny, I find it kind of sad The dreams in which I'm dying are the best I've ever had I can guarantee you that any time I'm like dying in my dream It is a fucking nightmare <laughs> And I wake up in a cold sweat and I'm like, shit Oh yeah, you, know? you ever get shot in a dream? Oh yeah Like, like the, the feeling that my brain comes up with is uh, that of getting a shot Like, like a needle just, just Oh, there. I get it, like the pun Oh yeah, that's see, that's why my brain does it. It's just like eh, these are the same word, right? I mean, you know, yeah. Mad World, what a great fucking song, you know. Went to school and I was very nervous. No one knew me. Um, but yeah, you know, I was just talking to Brendan earlier. I was like, I couldn't tell you what the difference between uh, Roland Orsball and Kurt Smith's voices are, like. I guess Kurt Smith goes a little bit higher and Roland goes a little bit lower, but I just they, they have such similar voices that uh, that the, either of them could be singing at any given time, and I couldn't tell you which one it was. Yeah, you know, like Roland's uh, seems to have he's a little, got a little, little bit more, of a heart, a little but, more character, a little more range, and like uh, just how it sounds well, itself. Well, Kurt is a little more pronounced and higher, but I don't know, man. It's just I I fucking love Tears for Fears. They got a new album coming out. They got a new album coming out. You hear that? It's always good. It's Fucking always good when the... Tears for Fears, man. Um, yeah, go check it out. Uh, 
what the fuck is it called? Uh, it's going to be The Tipping Point. Yeah, coming out in 2022. Um, good shit. Tipping Point, you know, I, I know you weren't that impressed with it, but... Uh, no. Oh, yeah, but you still, you know, gotta give credit where it's due. These guys is old and the... Young yeah, they're like 57. God. Yeah, raise it. I mean, yo, 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 we're talking about releasing music age. And I know, it people, you know, always make it the... But, you know, to... to oh, they're 60, sorry. Uh, that's at least, you know, being seen by the public, uh, you know, someone, you know, getting, you know, keeping, keeping up with the game, you know, at least enough. Like, like I, you know, I was hearing some modern uh, uh, ad- adoptions. Adaptions so they were 21 the when they wrote this stuff. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. This yeah. stuff, they were 21, yeah. It's not the, uh... So from the big chair, they were 23. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Still. No, That'd be like you writing songs from the big chair. You know? Can you imagine doing that? Eh, no. Eh, eh. Sure. Yeah, I'm I mean, sure we could. We could write money. our own. We could write our own songs from the big chair. If I had uh, session uh, artists at my fingertips. <laughs> but, yeah, we're, we're a couple of musical geniuses, like yeah. Tears for Fears. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, you know, I can write sheet music. There it is. That's all there I need. Is. That's it. It's, uh, it's, see, bad music, they just couldn't write sheet music. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Sounds good. So yeah, you know, Tears for Fears. Uh, everybody obviously knows the song from fucking Donnie Darko, but <laughs> it's it's a great song. And uh, Pale Shelter, Pale Shelter is another great song that I just I like Mad World an inch more. Yeah, oh, yeah. but Pale Shelter deserves to be heard as well. Uh, number five, top five, man. Number five. Uh. This Charming Man by The Smiths. This uh, Charming Man. No, that's exactly yeah, what it sounds like. I've never heard this song in my life. Yeah, I was going, ah, yeah, you know, yeah, no, Morrissey. Yeah, right. no, it sounds like. Uh, Sad Bono. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, pretty much this song, you know, I would go out tonight, but I haven't got a stitch to wear. And there, there really ain't even that many lyrics to the song. It's quite a brief song, but it's so damn tight and good. Every instrument of it is in line with the, with the tempo to just you know like the beat of it that just really it, I don't know it just feels like such a clean and pleasant song. Like, like I don't know how much you know to further describe it, but I freaking love it. You know, just blast this shit. And, and, and enjoy it. You know, that's 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 all I got for you. Yeah, blast you know, it. You know so much about these things. Like, you know, it says that a good ten times in it. Uh, you know, and if you didn't recognize it from that, then I don't know what to tell you, gang. But absolute masterpiece on on a great discography by a great band. This charming man. Uh, Fuck yeah! By the the Schmitz, the Schmitz, that's the German uh, translation, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah number five, um, one of my favorite uh, songs around this time of year. Uh, you could call it a post Christmas song. Oh. Uh, it's usually appropriate, mostly uh, around the first day of the year. Oh. Uh, from the album War. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah! Sunday, bloody Sunday. <laughs> That's right. Uh, all is quiet on New Year's Day. 
The world in white is underway. I want to be with you, be with you night and day. Nothing changes on New Year's Day. Uh, Brendan, you know this song. Oh, yeah. Uh, what what did you do to the song? What did I do to this? Oh, I, uh, yo, I went on Audacity. Uh, shout out to Audacity Day. For, format for uh, editing sounds. And I edited the sounds. Uh, I, 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 you know, if, you, if we're familiar with YouTube poops, I, uh, I, I YouTube pooped the YouTube. Um, and just kind of, you, you know, at the beginning of the song, it's like, yeah, you know, I, I did a bunch with that, you know, did a little forward, backwards, a little throwing it in the song where it doesn't belong just to remind us that he goes, yeah, at the beginning of the song. Cause how, how can we forgive that? <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, that's, uh, I, it's been lost to time almost. I'm sure if I go digging around in our good friend Sherman, Sherman, uh, my his man, computer. Uh, that I will find it. Um, I also did something to Chocolate Rain. Uh, and then I got to get back to pooping on songs uh, uh, one of these days. What do you? What part of uh, news did you like more? Do you like, I will be with you again? Or do you like, uh, I will begin again? What, what part do you like? I, I like beginning again, you know. I I, I find that I like, that's like I a, will be with you again. There's something sinister almost to it. Maybe maybe it's like a threat. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I, mean, I, I think in the in the uh, you know standing as as one and uh, being together that, that that's a, perhaps a, if not just a friendly uh, tone than a romantic one. Whereas uh, I will begin again. Now that's a very New Year's resolution style uh, wording and and i find that he's uh he's covering both the basis of uh having someone to be with on new year's eve say to new year's day to like smooch when uh when the midnight hits uh and also uh resolution that, that is good yeah. he was showing me a meme uh <laughs> that's it we'll leave it at that yeah it's just a meme that's all um but yeah no this is fuck this is definitely top five U2. Maybe even top three. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, this oh. song is so fucking epic. Um, I, I pair this one with uh, Where the Streets Have No Name. Are they the same song? No. But are they reminiscent of each other for me? Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, and, of course, everybody knows when they have a football game uh, the last week of December or the first week of January, they love using this as a uh, fucking cutaway to the commercials. Yeah, oh yeah, they do it yeah, all every time. So yeah, if you guys hear that dom 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 dom, you're like, oh, that's New Year's Day. Hmm. Yeah. But uh, great fucking song. I couldn't. I I don't have enough good things to say about it. <laughs> <sighs> Brennan, number four. Number four, Eyes Without a Face by Billy Idol. I'm glad we're talking about it. Um, if not. The fun novelty, Moni Moni. This may be my favorite uh, Billy Idol song. Yeah, I think it's very cool. I mean, if if you know, I'm, you know, I mean, he he was going for uh, cool at all times. I think this is one you really yeah. struck on uh, cool. It's got that nice airy kind of beat with the with the claps, you know, with the with the echoes and shit. Yeah. Sounds a, like a Twin Peaks song. Oh yeah, gotta love that. 
you know, the, the background singing in the chorus. Now, that that's some French words right there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, les, les, les you sans, sans visage. visage. That means eyes without a face. That's, now, that's <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, you ain't even got to translate it. Like, if you just listen to it, I, you know, they, uh, they, make, they keep it easy. Eyes um, without a face. Right. We love Billy Idol. Ah, but you know, and then there's that you know toward the end bit of the song, kicking it into gear with the bam bam. When he like goes on a rap. Oh <laughs> like yeah, a rap. And it's it's a completely different song for just a second that it happens to just have the same beat. Gigolo but, pool, murder books. I mean, this this yeah. Uh, yeah. Say your breath. like he's fucking devolving into Jim Morrison or something. <laughs> Hey, uh, I think this uh, song was inspired by a, an old film, maybe of the same name. Uh, at least something about a woman not having a face. Uh, so it's some creepy, creepy premises. Yeah, it's kind of a creepy song. Um, what the hell that? Much better than Rebel Yell, though. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, but yeah, no, very, very graceful song. Uh, no, got know, no human grace. I, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> but all right. Um, your eyes without a face. God, yeah, that's that's top three. That's top three, Billy, for me. No, easily. But Although White Wedding, man, White Wedding is a great song. It is a good song. It's a fine song. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm excited yeah. to see. I have I have a hunch. Yeah. I have a hunch what your top uh, four, top three are going to be. I have a um, hunch what your top, what a couple of them are yeah. going to be. Oh yeah, probably. What's my number four? You get one guess, pal. I only, I only got like two answers floating around. I'd, I'd rather just wait until like the top three or something. Uh, this, this is my favorite song by this specific artist. Oh, yeah. A man whose career spanned over six decades. Um, oh, well, yeah. Did I tell you anything? Eh, nah. Uh, I think it's it's some of his best work. Uh, uh, what some may say is, you know, his best album, at least his best album of the '80s, uh, that had three huge hits, um, and and it's well, surely there's uh, surely it's not Billy Joel. No, it's not. It's David Bowie, Modern Love. All right, right. On I Want to God, I Want to Stay. All good things done. <laughs> I catch the paper, boy, but things don't really change. I'm standing in the wind, but I never wave bye-bye. But I try, I try. This song is so fucking good. Uh, when you hear the beginning of it, you're like, oh, is that Footloose? And then it's like, no, it's Modern Love. <laughs> uh... And uh, David Bowie, man, he's just one of those guys, you know. Whether you know him as the tight pants goblin man from Labyrinth or uh, Ziggy Stardust or, you know, Major Tom, like, the dude could do it all. Uh, musical genius, obviously. Uh, this song is just, it's, it's a fun song. Um, this is about as 80s as, as David Bowie's going to get, you know. Yeah. Like, this is, like, the quintessential... And then there's that little fucking saxophone uh, solo in the middle of it. Yeah. And we love that saxophone, I'll tell you. I'm a, I'm a fucking simp for sax. Yes. But uh, this song, great fucking song. Uh, 
I don't want to call it underrated because I feel like you know it's it's a big song. People know it. Like if if I put a gun to somebody's head and was like, "Name me five David Bowie songs," you know, they'd probably panic. But uh, I wouldn't shoot them. I just it's, it's a uh, what the fuck metaphor. Yeah. Right. But anyways, um, yeah, great fucking <laughs> song. My favorite David Bowie song of all time. Uh, my close second is Magic Dance from the Labyrinth. Yeah. Because I have no taste. I'm a child. Right. You bad man, you bad man. That's a good fucking song. That was like the first David Bowie song I heard. Really? You yeah. remind me of the baby. Yeah, because I was like four when I watched The Labyrinth. And so as far as I knew, David Bowie was just an actor who could sing. I didn't realize he was the singer who could act. Right. <laughs> you know, the kids. Kids are fucking stupid. Uh, what can I tell you? I was a dumb motherfucker. <laughs> I was the dumbest smart kid there was. Um, number three, man. This is the top three. Holy shit. We can't believe we've made it this far. Oh, yeah. Do you have a U2 song on your top three? A U2? Yeah. Ah, I knew it. I knew it. Number three, Synchronicity 2 by The Police. Now, the album, Synchronicity here, got, you know, the four hits from there. My top four, uh, The Police songs, EZ. Uh, and it was a real pain, you know, figuring out which of these would make the list because they, they're all freaking bangers. But uh, Synchronicity 2, gotta say, it's the freshest on me. I, I just respect what it's got going on the most. It's got that nice energetic driving but still has, like, something sinister about all, a bunch of it. And it opens up with, like, a like you know high pitched stuff but it's not loud in relation to the rest of the song and I gotta hand it to the mixing uh, and it's it's like almost about the Loch Ness Monster kind yeah of. and shiny uh, metal boxes yeah, but it's but it's more about uh, like I don't know, you know painting the scene of uh, you know home life and work life and how they are ugly and going mad. And, you know, the another suburban family mourning grandmother screaming at the wall. The, you know. We have to shout above the dude of our Rice Krispies. Daddy only stares into the distance. There's only so much more that he can take. Uh, freaking, you know, this. Uh, but all he ever thinks to do is watch in every single meeting with his so-called superior is a humiliating kick in the crotch. And, yeah, and then while the scene is being painted of Daddy going crazy, uh, you know, there's the something under the surface of the Scottish lake and then something crawls to the surface of a dark Scottish lock and then there's a shadow on the door of a cottage on the shore of a dark Scottish lake. So it's the the synchronicity is the uh, is the two the, or more the, events where something other than the probability of chance is involved. Yes, and the uh, and the and the monster at hand may be the dad, which is the one going the most crazy, yet happens to be the heart of the problem. Or he's the Loch Ness monster. Well, that's the that's the that that's the you know, Which he, is why you got to have your three fifty. He, he's the looming darkness. Uh, so you can say, go away, Loch Ness Monster. Uh, and there was some, uh, some interview uh, where they were talking about, like, well, what's the, 
what's the um, Loch Ness uh, monster supposed to be in synchronicity with? And uh, uh, Sting said, my penis. Uh, in an interview. And yes. Then he, and then that was the answer he kept giving, and it was really funny. I would high-five that, man, if I could, uh, just for that. That's, like, because I'll say my penis in response to a lot of things. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, well it's like, if you listen to the song, look at the lyrics and everything, you, you can kind of break it down at everything. So, <laughs> so I think penis? that's a fine, like, answer, <laughs> like, giving them shit for asking an easy question. Right. So that's much, much love to God, Sting. Dude, I love that, man. That is fantastic. Oh, yeah. But uh, but definitely definitely good good one of them police songs real real tough one because it's a big big year for them. My penis, yeah, that was on uh, Guitar Hero Rocks the '80s, right? Yeah, oh yeah, uh, synchronicity. Yeah, I'm. Uh, you know, it's funny that we both have police songs uh, at number three. I know one you got. Yeah, which one do I got? What was is it? Wrapped around your finger. Haha, close. Oh, uh, so it is every every every. Uh, yeah. Every yeah, no, it's Synchronicity 2. No, <laughs> no, I love Synchronicity 2, yeah, but... It's, uh, it's um, King of Pain. Yeah. I, eh, King of Pain, I'd say... King of Pain and Synchronicity 2, uh, back and forth, you know? Yeah, it's, you know, I'm freaking, you know, King, King of Pain, God, God damn, you know, four, four masterpieces. It's hard to hard for them all to compete with each other. Yeah, but, uh, no, I, I had to go with the song that inspired one of the greatest P. Diddy songs of all time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. the, the second David Bowie song on the list, Let's Dance. That's right. Um, yeah. Oh, man, he sampled all those songs. Big big fan of 1983 music, Puff yeah. Daddy. But uh, you oh, guys yeah. know this one. Uh, every breath you take And every move you make Every bond you break Every step you take I'll be watching Like it's just I don't know it's the rhyming is simple the song is it's a great melody it's like him fucking picking the uh, bass he picks the bass Brennan yeah. like the cello bass not the not the bass guitar <laughs> but uh, yeah this song is uh, you know stalkery it's very stalkery it's like uh, Bill from Nathan Free hey I think I look like a stalker or whatever mm-hmm. he says but um, god damn it it's just like it's so simple and then South Park references it with the farts <laughs> mixed in with the song because everything turns to shit uh, but you know when he when he goes through the verse in the chorus and since you're gone I'll be lost without a trace like when he just bursts out into that fucking like yeah, that hits man that hits oh yeah baby baby please have a pool party with every friend Yep. Have a pool party, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> um, I'll be watching. You know, yeah, you gotta tell them about they, that. You gotta as, tell the Greg heads. That's what they should have put at, you know, if if they knew Biggie was gonna die. Right. That, that's, the, that's the preface to the <laughs> That's where the conspiracy start. <laughs> that's where the conspiracy theory start. If you had at the end of, of the... Uh, I'll uh, be missing I'll you. be missing you. Had Biggie's voice just saying, I'll be watching, or, you know, or I'll be missing, you know, I don't I'll be watching. Know. No, it's but terrifying like, to think that's terrifying. Because right. it's like, how, when, did this, when did that, uh, you know, stem get recorded? When, you know, when, where did that come from? And, you know, and that's when, you know, we go into a frenzy. All right. Uh, because, oh my God, he, you know, he's back. And, and that's fun to talk about. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The return know. of the 
Some yeah. someone dying, nice tribute to them, like within the year, uh, and then, and then, holy shit, where did this part of the song come from? Right. Which it's not part of the song. I just made a joke one night in a, in the middle of a drive. Yeah. It actually, it was during the day. I thought I came up with the fish sticks. Yeah. Are you sure? I call fish sticks. Yeah, and I said, yeah, man. Yeah, I, actually, I think I, I did. I, I I'm, I'm a fair. Guy. I mean, but, fair. Yeah, I'll uh, give it to you. All right, but. Uh, it's funny though. It is funny. All right, freaking freaking Puff Diddy, man. Yeah, that's right. We love we love the Puff. Well, Brendan can't stand his stuff, but I I love his stuff. He's fine. He's fine, but like, yeah, he's fine. Uh, well, Puff uh, Daddy's listening to this right now, and <laughs> do you think that he likes to be referred to as Puff Daddy or P Diddy or Diddy Dirty Money or Sean? What do you think? He, what do you think his favorite? I I think he's on a first name basis with everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yes. we're going to call him Daddy. Anyways, you, you think Daddy likes that? Yeah. Oh, God. I can't, I can't say the phrase Daddy. No. People can address me as Daddy. I will, I will allow it, but, yeah. That's, oh, that's yeah. for something completely different. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Shout out to Captain Sexy, my Halloween costume. <laughs> it's uh, Cap and Crunchy. Yeah. Brent, what do you guys for Halloween? What do I go? Hey, like I had a top hat, I had a mustache. I was, uh, I was the guy on the Titan. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That was, that was, uh, that's kind of it. Uh, <laughs> another, another good meme. Oh yeah, um, we love the memes. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice fixture of the regular show. You know, a little, little laughing. Like, ah, it was me. You don't get to know anything about the meme, but uh, it was alright. Um, number two, number two. Throwback to a couple minutes ago. Modern Love, David Bowie. I knew it. Um, if yes. I wasn't convinced that Heroes was is the greatest song ever made, uh, I'd say Modern Love is my favorite David Bowie song. Uh, but it's top great song. top two, top three, e- easy. Uh, Freaking, you know what can be said about the song? It ain't already been said. I think uh, you know I I don't find that there's too much appeal uh, to the average palate, at least in the modern day. With the youngins, I don't. I, I can't imagine too many youngins who are like, "Oh, I love David Bowie," like getting down with this song because it's just it's too much of the time. Uh, but I fucking love it for that. Oh, I yeah. think I think that nice big drum sound of the '80s uh, getting right in there with the fake out footloose intro. <laughs> yeah, that was that, like fake out footloose, you know. And, uh, and you know, and I don't love call and response usually, but right. I think the call and response in the song with chorus and everything real clever. Uh, I think it's great. You know, sax solo in the middle, awesome. Song goes on, uh, you know, tiny bit long, and it earns the right to. David Bowie can make a six, seven minute song any day. Um, oh yeah. But uh, but this this one definitely definitely love it. The, um, top 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 two eighty three, top two David Bowie, top two eighty three. Uh, more about you, Greg. What's number two? Um, well, I'll tell you. Uh, this is a song that um, I only recently came into the to the regular, uh, you know, zeitgeist. Um, probably about ten years ago, I heard it at work one day. I'm like, this is a good fucking song. Then I forgot about it, and then I re-remembered it, and uh, ever since then I, I haven't stopped listening to it. Brendan, you know what the song is? Nope. Uh, this is by a band that I would consider to be a, 
a, a four hit wonder which Lord. means that I know four songs that they did uh, some people know them as a one to two hit wonder because people uh, are ignorant to some of the beautiful music that men at work make people are heathens and they're bad <laughs> people are bad people suck no um, uh, yeah. it's a mistake yeah this is overkill uh, by men at work not not down under I'm sorry to anybody who thought it was gonna be down under no it's it's overkill um, this was off of uh, cargo which uh, also had it's a mistake which is a great song but uh, this one is it's like a the guy's paranoid you know and in that fucking beginning it's like a saxophone intro and the guitar and you know me with my saxophone man but uh, oh. you know I can't get to sleep I think about the implications of diving in too deep and possibly the complications especially at night I worry over situations I know we'll be alright Perhaps it's just the imagination yeah. And day after day it reappears wah, 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 wah. Yeah, I know I paranoid Because you can't say no Because of the implication Because of the implication uh, Yeah, it's always sunny in Philadelphia But uh, yeah. You know, it's a great fucking song And uh, Colin Hay, he's he's got one of those, you know, it's like silky smooth. Uh, New Zealand, Australia, where the fuck are they from? Uh, I, I think he's the only one that's not from uh, New Zealand or Australia. Like he's from, uh, he's from, from London. London, England. He's from London, England. Yeah, he's a Scottish Australian, so he's probably got family in both. Uh, but yeah. He's great, and uh, this song is so fucking good. Uh, go listen to it, because, you know, most people know Men at Work from uh, Who Can It Be Now and Down Under, which those are great songs, but um, this is good fucking shit, and I'm surprised that it took me, you know, 20 years to discover it. But, uh, yeah, it's good shit, man. I, I listen to this song at least, at least once a week. Nice, nice. Or as Brennan calls it every time he gets in the car. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just glad I predicted your number one because uh, I feel like we talked about this a long, long time ago. Oh, yeah. Number one. If, if you listen to the episode one, you guys will know what we're talking about. Num number one, New Year's Day. New Year's Day, you too. New Year's Day, that's really? my number one. It's not too hard to beat as one? No, like, I mean... That's a fantastic song, and you know it really is a toss-up. Cause how do you, how do you go between New Year's Day and Sunday, Bloody Sunday? But also, if for anyone who's heard Two Hearts Beat as One, I, you know I consider it an, an extension of New Year's Day. Like it, it, it ain't as good as it by almost any objective means. But that's that's that says a lot, kind of. Well, to know uh, that your number one was on my list is a huge, uh, hey, it's a huge compliment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <coughs> All is quiet on New Year's Day. Uh, yeah, you know, the, but yeah. not in that order. Uh, this song, one of the coolest sounding songs ever. 1983, coming out with the shit that they were coming out with. Again, Sunday, Blaze, Sunday, this, and Two Arts Beers, one. Three of the coolest sounding shits for the time period. 
Uh, and I say shits with love, like, goddamn, the piano and the whole echo and loudness attached to that, and the sick, you know, clicky guitar going on, and the drive and the bass that you can hear clearly. Like, this song is just balanced out the ass. And it's got the good togetherness sentiments of, you know, the though torn in two, we can be one. Uh, and, pretty, and then there's the, the secret verse that, uh, you know, that you don't always hear on the radio. Uh, that friggin' I haven't even heard that many times. Uh, but it, you know, just keep keeps it up. Um, and... Nah, no, it's just got a nice wailing guitar solo and then, you know, an extra hard shit going on during that one segment of it. And usually I don't like when stuff's that high pitched piercing right into the ear, but it just it just communicates the coolness and the vibe of the song consistently. Uh everybody knows this song. Cool shit. Innovative. This 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 song, big big good time. Um it really is a great yeah. fucking song. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. There's there's my number one. Good, number good one. choice. Yeah. No, I I appreciate uh, I appreciate your your perspective and your taste on good music. Oh yeah. Uh, Brennan, what's my number one? There's a well. Oh shit! What did I uh, have I mentioned it already? I don't think so. I don't know. Huh. Oh, piss, I, I just I'm curious to see what you think out of all the 15 songs, uh, or uh, of all the hundreds of songs that came out that came in 1980, <laughs> <laughs> of the only 15 songs that came out in 1980. <laughs> well, whatever it is, didn't uh, show up in even my notes, probably. <laughs> nope, but it so. is a song by somebody that you don't care for very much. Shit, that, that's why I probably didn't write it down. And, uh, and it's somebody that we all we all lovingly know uh, that Brennan refers to as old woman baby. Oh uh, shit! Time after time, Cindy Lauper. Uh, when yeah. I talk about prom music, you know, like uh, True by Spandau Ballet, my number seven, um, which I'm surprised you didn't have on your top fifteen. Oh yeah, there's a few that I'm like, damn, it's on, out of my character. I wonder if Sherman would have had that on his top. We'll we'll have to ask oh. him. Oh yeah, yeah that probably would have been his top ten. Ask him to make a whole list of research <laughs> hey, to Sherman. not be featured. <laughs> Do it. That's right. Do it for the meme. Uh, but anyways, um, you know when we talk about the all-time greatest prom songs, if you've ever seen a film that was made after the '80s that takes place in the '80s uh, with a prom scene. This song is in it. Uh, this song is in Napoleon Dynamite when they're at the prom. <laughs> this song is in fucking there's uh, something else. Oh, Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion when they go to the prom. This song plays, uh, and there's got to be more than that. But at the moment, that's that's all I got right now. I'm drawing blanks, um, just like a guy who's having sex, who's uh, um, who can't have um, kids. Shooting blanks, yeah. yeah. Drawing blank, shooting blanks, it's all the same. Yeah, uh, you know, make sure to wear your briefs, guys. That's right. Keep mm-hmm. it extra hot down there so you can <laughs> shoot blanks. <laughs> we love impotence at the regular show. Yeah, impotence, it's important. Impotence is important. Yeah. 
There it is. That's, that's, that's the slogan. I'm going to say as a president with my overpopulation campaign. Oh, God. Uh, it's all coming together now. I don't know how we got from Cindy Lauper to impotence, but uh, this song is musically one of the greatest songs ever written. Um, and now I sound like fucking what's his name from, uh, from inside the actor's studio. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it was the... Uh, but, uh, Will Ferrell. Yeah, Will yeah. Ferrell. And, uh, yeah. Just, this song wrong. is so fucking good uh, that, like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a bass. It's like a bass noise at the beginning. You know, when you get into that guitar and, and then just the uh, synth and, mm-hmm. and Cindy's lying there, you know. Lying like... in my bed, I hear the clock tick and I think of you. Caught up in circles, confusion is nothing new. Flashback, warm nights, almost left behind. Suitcase memories. Like, God, what a great fucking song. And then uh, P. Holmes uh, did a duet with uh, Ramal. I will be waiting. Time after time. God damn it. That's. There couldn't have been any other song uh, for my favorite for 1983. Uh, um, this song just hits me, you know, like a, like a truck. And uh, I love it. Um, you know, girls just want to have fun. Really can't stand the song, to be honest with you. Like, I don't hate it, but <laughs> I, it's, it's, I would put at least five to seven other Cindy Lauper songs ahead of it. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, time after time... Even the Goonies songs. Like, like, there was a time... After time that uh that I was hearing the song almost every day for oh, yeah. uh, some reason some kind of mixed CD some, thing in yeah, a yeah. location with a person and some you know, horrible person so it was definitely in the running to be my dishonorable but you know girls just want to have fun just beat it out but that would be funny if it was if it was my dishonorable and it was your number one it would have been very funny I was I was kind of hoping but. Uh, mm. Yeah, She Bop, of course, is another great song about masturbation, and then uh, All Through the Night, you know, it's another great song. But but for me, time after time, just, uh, God, you know, probably the greatest prom song of all time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big prom song year. Big prom song year, yeah. True, time after time. Cocaine song. Yeah, White Lions. I was going to say White Lions, too. <laughs> Fuck, I that is great. Like, uh, I, I feel like maybe I heard that at a dance one time. Like, I hope I have. Don't do a... drugs at the dance, yeah. <laughs> good, good shit. Good Borderline. Shit. Sure. Oh, yeah. Blister in the sun. I'm sure people play Blister at the sun. Into the prom. Yeah, but, that'd, be, that'd be weird. Why not? Yeah, it's a fun dance song. It's like a song to get people loose. Yeah. That's like the one of the least danceable songs ever. Nah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure people did. I'm sure some you could dance to any fucking song. You could dance some, to somewhere over the rainbow if you're high enough. Huh? Some some hipster in a movie getting dressed to right. probably dance to Blister in the Sun. Yeah, uh, yeah, they probably just do the Charlie Brown dance. Yes, yes. That you know to goths and whatnot. That was the only dance there was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout out to the goths. We love the goths at the regular show and the emos. Uh, uh, we love you all. Um, it's no. 3 a.m. I have to be up in six and a half hours, so uh, I gotta get going. I, I gotta be up early. I'm like uh, morning wood, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, all I have to say left is uh, war and peace. 
the whole book right now. All right. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. And one piece. Uh, let's keep you away. Let's start. Let's start at the beginning. Top Gun from the top. Top Gun. Everybody watched, uh, everybody watched Tim and Eric's Billion Dollar Movie. Uh, they say the phrase Top Gun from the top. It's probably the highlight of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but all right, that's, yeah. well, before, uh, before I go, I do want to just, uh, if anybody's listening in the next six days, I uh, got a movie uh, coming out that I was in, uh, in the Glens Falls area. If you're going to the Wood Theater, uh, tickets are, I believe, $10 a pop. Uh, for the film Forget Me Nuts, um, and there's a, a great crew that worked on this. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be a part of it, and uh, hopefully you all will enjoy it if you come out. Um, and if you're listening to this after it's it's the what twelfth? Yeah, it's Friday the twelfth, seven o'clock. Come get your tickets um, come get your at the Wood Theater and. If you're listening to this after the twelfth, uh, don't mind that. But yeah, then um, it's uh, it's too late, and uh, and uh, I forgot what I was gonna say after that. All right. Well, uh, anyways, well, I thank you for listening to the regular show. Had a great time tonight. This was a fun episode. We we broke the ninety minute barrier. I was surprised. Yeah. Kind of surprised, you know. Oh yeah. But uh, hey, what the hell, you know. What are you gonna do? 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 Yeah, one of these episodes, uh, we gotta say what are you gonna do for like six minutes at the end of an episode. That's right. No, Uh, let's not do that ever. That's good content. The Greg heads would not appreciate that. Well, anyways, guys, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you at episode 86. 86. Yeah. Uh, that's the year Top Gun came out. Top Gun from the top. That's right. So uh, we love you. Uh, we miss you. See you, Crest out.